Hello, and welcome back to another episode of that podcast. Woo! My name is Ryan Janky. No Yay! claps. I get no claps. I, I, Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not allowed to use it anymore, so I gave it to someone with, with more expertise. We have decided, though, Ryan, before you continue your intro, uh-huh. not to throw you off your groove, but um, yeah, DJ I, and I, decided, I heard it. I heard oh. it. I heard everything, Sarah. You just said you <laughs> haven't listened to the last podcast, so you haven't heard everything. Y- y- you said that it's not as always. Correct. Yeah. I heard that. Okay. Yeah. And I'm saying it anyway. As always, we have Sarah <laughs> DeYoung and Pastor DJ Lura, and today we welcome... Me. Dana Mashevsky. Yay. Dana's back. Need the button. I, I know. There we go. <laughs> oh, I heard it all, good. Sarah. <laughs> I heard it all. I'm too loud. <laughs> I didn't say you were too loud. I said that DJ's exit was less loud than yours. In other words, uh, we're just really glad you're back because <laughs> yeah. this show was horrible without you. I disagree. It was really good. <laughs> I liked it. Well, thankfully, but, we had Mark and Sarah with us, so that made the difference. But it, it is, made it work. It is fun to be back, though. Mm-hmm. Well, so. It's good to have you back. Where were you? I was all over the place. Yeah, you, you had were, quite the list on your... Like uh, stabs them with pictures. Yeah. Well, it was weird because you're out of radio contact. And I, it dawned on me that I think I talked to you at least once, if not twice, every day. <laughs> so <laughs> to not talk, I was like, man, something feels off. <laughs> Something's weird. You know, I was to talk to someone today. I can't remember who it is. One thing that I didn't put on that Facebook post. So on, on uh, Facebook, for those of you who don't know, I... Uh, Posted a bunch of pictures and just a quick summary of our trip. But what I didn't post on there was that we won the game. We found license plates from all 50 Ooh. states plus D.C. I don't even have to put an asterisk wow. on there. Wow, good yeah. job. Yeah. And you know what was weird? We got all of them except for two on the way to... Our, our actual destination, which was uh, Harrisburg, Dillsburg, Pennsylvania. We found all of them except for Washington, D.C. Didn't surprise me much. Mm-hmm. And Wyoming. Hmm. People don't leave Wyoming. We had yeah. Alaska, Not which I was, I was, <laughs> I didn't think we were going to get Alaska. I've seen Alaska and Hawaii get, before. I was say, did you rare. get Hawaii too? We did. Hawaii, oh. Hawaii was at uh, uh, the parking lot of, in, um, by the maid of a maid of the mist for uh, Niagara Falls. I feel oh. like if you have license plates for Hawaii, you're just not allowed to change them. Yeah, even if you move, you <laughs> yeah. just keep them. I, well, for the I was thinking of how do you know they're legitimate plates? Like, were they had their registration tags on there too, and everything? Or? So what I've found out is that uh, a lot of Hawaii plates that you see are military personnel who had been stationed in Hawaii but are now stationed uh, in uh, over here. And it costs, I'm going to say only, it only costs about $1,000 to ship a car over here. So when mm. you think about it, it's not that bad, mm-hmm. you know. Cheaper than buying a new one. Exactly. So, yeah, we found that one in the parking lot for Made of the Mist, which is really cool. It's in Niagara Falls. You, you, you get on this boat. And you go right up to the the falls. It's great. Feels like you're in a rainstorm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really neat. The first day on Tuesday we went to, uh, uh, or on Monday we drove to Chicago, and then we spent a full day in in uh, in Chicago doing all the touristy things. Went to Navy Pier and oh yeah the the River Walk and uh, saw the Bean, all the cool stuff that you can see in. So Chicago. did you did you plan all this out in advance? Like we're gonna hit all these spots because it sounds like like National Lampoon's vacation. Like the Griswolds loaded up into the family wagon and off you went and we'll see. Hey what kids, we, Big Ben. We'll, uh, we'll, see, we'll see what we see when we get there. No, yeah, oh, right. no, no, I did. Hey I, kids, look, it's the old miss, <laughs> the old man, deep I, river. I had. <laughs> did you do all that stuff? I had it all. I had it all planned out except. So I'll get there. Okay. Okay. So. So we spent a full day in Chicago, and then uh, on Wednesday, we drove to Buffalo, New York, drove through the middle of Cleveland, Ohio. Hmm. And if you haven't been to Cleveland yet, on the interstate, as you're going through, all of a sudden, the, the overpasses will have big signs on them that all they say is, 
Uh, they're big yellow signs with black lettering that say 35 miles per hour and an arrow going to the right. Just huge signs. And they're right, because if you take that corner at 75, you're going to smash into the wall on the way. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know, I was thinking <laughs> they almost need that, down. like, on Highway 10 when you come up to, like, the different towns rather than just oh, the regular speed limit yeah. sign. So here's a, here's a question just off the top of my head. Are there any Cleveland Indians signs still around, or have they all been replaced? I didn't see any, but I didn't see any Cleveland Brown signs either. I mean, oh, I know it's baseball okay. season now, but preseason's kicking off. I didn't see any of that. Okay. But we just drove through there. I mean, it was pretty quick. We went from Chicago to Buffalo, you know, didn't really stop. We stopped on sure. the on the west side of Cleveland and, and gassed up before we went through. Because I think they changed their mascot, didn't they? They're now the, Cleveland's now yeah. something else. I just don't know if they did it for this season. I I'll don't Google. know. I'll go to the I'm, Google machine. I'm, go to the Google machine. I'm not a baseball fan, really, so I don't know, but... Um, it's beautiful over there. Is it? Oh, like upstate New York. Like oh, sure. I've been to, I've been to, and, and Ohio. I was kind of curious what my toll money was paying for on the roads through Ohio. Cause like, like Illinois, Indiana, they were pretty good. Pennsylvania. But then I'm like, what's, what's going on here? They're the Cleveland guardians. Fun. Yeah, the, the guardians. guardians. Yes. Did they change it already? Like, um, or is that next season? 2021 season, so next season. Okay. No, it's, no, it's we're, in, we're in 2021 yep. now. So, yeah, but beautiful. Like, I've been in New York City before, mm-hmm. and, you know, if you've been in New York City, it's not much to... I mean, there's cool stuff there, don't get me wrong, but you're not looking at, at beautiful landscape. <laughs> but upstate New York was beautiful. I'm sure you've just offended a New Yorker somewhere. No, they know. They, they know. <laughs> yeah, they know. They know what it's like in the city. <laughs> and if I offended them, that means they're listening. <laughs> so, uh, and, and But upstate New York was beautiful. Vineyards, I didn't, I guess I had no reason to, to wonder, but I mean, uh, wheat fields, corn fields, it yeah. was really cool up there. So Really uh, green. Have you heard the canard that like, you know, you don't want to go to Jersey. Jersey's just a dump. Mm-hmm. So I used to live in, in Philadelphia. And before I moved there, coming from the Midwest, I thought like, all of the East Coast was like one gigantic city. Like it was just, oh, yeah. just mm-hmm. urban sprawl as far as I could see. Mm-hmm. No, I drove into, into um, New Jersey from Philadelphia. New Jersey's gorgeous. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's just over there. beautiful. And it's like, wh- what, what's so bad about New Jersey? This place is great. They don't let mm-hmm. you pump your own gas. But aside yeah. from that, trees I think everywhere. It's changed by now. Yeah. I is think, that right? I think they did it for it? COVID. What, you oh. can pump your own gas yeah. now? Yeah. You still can't in Oregon. Oh. So really, I love, there was a TikTok about that. About oh yeah, people can't figure it out. Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> how, to pump, how to pump their own yep. gas? That, what a side hustle that would be. Yeah, right. I'll 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 pump gas for you. Um, my my point being is that like, uh, you don't realize just how how beautiful it is mm-hmm. there. It also coming from the Midwest, you know, like our idea of trees is a telephone pole. Yeah, I mean, right. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think they must have run out of seed. Like by the time they got to the Mississippi <laughs> River for like trees and things like that, because you go you go over to Pennsylvania and Ohio, you got trees. Upstate New York, you got trees and just beautiful green. <laughs> and then you get over here, and you're like, well, somebody planted that willow. John, like, Johnny Appleseed didn't get across yeah. the Mississippi, huh? It was too too deep for him. I think so. Well, we used to have it's trees too, here, but we have Babe the Blue Ox, and oh, you know, yeah. they all got chopped Paul down. Paul Bunyan. Paul Bunyan, yeah, when he was stomping through Minnesota. That's right. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, we went to uh, Niagara Falls. That was neat, but we couldn't get on the Canadian side quite yet. Somebody was following us around these last, like, three or four months Uh because we applied for uh, permits, passports for everybody. And uh, um, we waited and we waited and we waited. And we're like, well, we're not going to get these passports on time. doesn't matter because the border's not open anyway. We can't go over there. The same day the border opened. Mm Mm-hmm. The passports showed up at home in the mail. You're kidding. Yeah, because uh, um, my in-laws were checking our mail, getting the mail all the time. Hey, your passports are here. Yeah, well, guess we'll use them for something. Did you say, take Maybe a screenshot year. of them. <laughs> yeah. can, you, can you FedEx them overnight? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so then we were at Niagara Falls, and then we drove through the Appalachian Mountains down to uh, Dillsburg, Pennsylvania, which is right outside Harrisburg. Um, not, not to be a stickler, but it's Appalachian, Appalachian mountains. Tomato. They made fun of me quite a bit when I said Appalachian. Yeah. 
Yeah, they, they thought I was quaint. Yeah, but they say bison, so. <laughs> yeah, they, and I made fun of them for that, so. I say bison. You do? <laughs> yeah. But you're wrong. <laughs> She's a jackrabbit. Yeah, that's true. So. Yeah. They're technically a dragon, right? Yeah. I assume. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was perfect. Yep. It's, it's way more fun having someone else do it because I'm going to be surprised by the sounds. I was like, well, what's that? What's this one? apply to this. Oh, that's great. Well, at, at any rate, whatever you want to call the mountains, those were beautiful too, mm-hmm. driving through those. Uh, so we did, went to Hershey Chocolate, uh, Hershey Chocolate World, and we went to Gettysburg, and, and um, that was all fun. But... We, did, you, did you do the tour of of Hershey, like in the story of Mister Hershey? And yeah, when you sit on the you sit in the little cart and yep. they take you through, yeah, and you get all the smells and yep. I found his story to be just so fascinating. You know, he I forget the year, but he had like a uh, was it a caramel? Well, have you have you guys heard of Mister Hershey before? Yeah, vaguely. like you've heard of Hershey's mm-hmm. chocolate, yeah. right? But have you heard about Mister and Missus Hershey, the the people? I don't think not like in depth. vaguely, from yeah, like. Some random like Discovery Channel yeah. show I watched probably <laughs> ten years ago. So go ahead, Ryan. Well, um, I I don't know where you were going, but I I thought that what stuck out to me was, and I'm sure I read this before because this was the third time I was there. But um, he had I think it was a was it a caramel company yep. originally? Yep. And in the early 1900s, he sold it for a million dollars. In the early 1900s. I think it's like $200 million in today's money. I think yeah. we looked it up. Yeah. yeah, crazy. So what I what, there's three things about their story that just blew me away. The first is Her, uh, Hershey's Chocolate was not his first chocolate company. He actually started and failed three times first. And then um, succeeded with, with the last one. Borrowed money from, I think, his like, aunt or his, his mother or something like that. After failing three times beforehand and going bankrupt, it got the company going. It's going really well. And there's a guy um, uh, that, li- that lived in the town, a farmer named Reese, Mr. Reese. And he went to Mr. Hershey and said, I have this great idea for a candy bar. And what did he show him? He said, this is a family recipe of ours, and it's a peanut butter cup. Fantastic. And Miss, Mr. Hershey says... You know, I think that's a great idea, but I don't think it'll it'll ever sell. But I'll give you a great rate on chocolate if you want to make a go at it. Mm-hmm. Fast forward thirty years or forty years or whatever it was, um, or no, not until like nineteen ninety something. Reese's peanut butter cups are the fastest selling, most popular candy bar in the entire world. That's because they're the best. Yep. Yep. And then Hershey, the Hershey's chocolate company, bought them out. Oh. Mm. He he was gonna sell Mr. Hershey the recipe for like two hundred and fifty bucks. <laughs> Could have made a deal. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, so that's why he went bankrupt three times. <laughs> but the last <laughs> thing is that <laughs> he and his wife uh desperately wanted children and, and couldn't have children. So they started this foundation that is still going today where kids in um in rough circumstances are brought to the Hershey Academy mm-hmm. and um, have all of their schooling paid for and all of their college paid for. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so it's it's helping these kids that are in real dire straits, don't have anyone to take care of them. It, the, the foundation is still going to this day and I believe owns like the Hershey's company, this foundation that they started. So mm. I, I just thought that yeah. was fascinating because I'd never heard that before. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a cool story. If you go to get a chance to go to Hershey Chocolate World, it's the whole story is on the walls as you're waiting to get on the <laughs> the little ride to take you through the. Did the it talk f- about how he was almost on the Titanic? I don't remember. No, that. I didn't hear that. Oh, it's on their Wikipedia page. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh boy! To the Titanic, <laughs> never boarded. That's they funny. Their reservations. At the last Wow. Oh. oh, Wikipedia. Yep. <laughs> Double checking everything I say <laughs> since 2010. <laughs> so, yeah, it was great. We, we were there, I can't remember, four days, five days in, in the, uh, the 
Harrisburg area. But um, yeah. and, oh, I forgot. You're driving to Hershey, Pennsylvania, and all of the, the street lights are Hershey's kisses. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> That's adorable. Yeah, it really is. It, it is cool out there if you if you get a chance to go. I forgot to mention in Chicago, I had the best pizza I've ever eaten in my life. So good, Giordano's pizza. Mm. It, the the only thing is, if I go back, so th- this is this is Chicago deep dish pizza now, which is more like. It's a pot. It's a casserole. It's a pie. It's a pie. Yeah. It's a casserole. It's a pie. It's okay. It's like a you know like <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. It's a pie. Casserole. You're in North Dakota. It's myself. hot dish. It's not a thing. We don't say casserole here. I, we say hot dish. I have a deep under like a here we go. I've settled. I have deep feelings about a casserole versus a hot dish. We'll get into that for Ryan's story. I've already endured yeah, that. Yeah, Dana knows this. <laughs> So well, this this was I just stepped on a landmine. <laughs> this was phenomenal. You know, I don't know. So it's it's thick, like uh, a a couple like three inches, yeah, like three inches thick. Wow. And so there's yeah, there's dough on the bottom and dough on the top, and then it, all the cheese and the sausage and peppers is everything. All that's in the middle, and then the sauce is on the top of that. Oh, yeah. top layer of 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 dough. Yeah. Um, but if I go back. I got to bring a scissors along so I don't have to stretch to the moon in order for the <laughs> cheese to break off because that was, you should have seen it. Right. It so I'll, good. I'll save you the like half an ounce or whatever it'll weigh in your suitcase. If you just take the little server and turn it on the side and shimmy it back and forth. It's like a knife. Yeah, but that doesn't look as cool as like having <laughs> oh, the cheese okay. stretched up to the moon just, and then, <laughs> yep, cut it off. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, that was in Chicago on the way there. But so get this now. This is this is the 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 this is good. So we were in Chicago for a full day, mm-hmm. right? Did all the touristy things, Navy Pier, all that kind of stuff. Then we went to Buffalo, New York, Niagara Falls. We were at uh, Hershey's Chocolate World. We were at Gettysburg. We were all over the the Harrisburg area, York, and and all these places, Dillsburg. Hey, Dad, can we stop at the Mall of America on the way back? <laughs> really? <laughs> Had on, he just been a, there, too? Yeah, yes. well, Eli had just been <laughs> right, there right. on the on the mission trip. We stopped there, yeah. so It's and, a Midwest treasure. <laughs> so oh, I'm like, well, I, I said, you know what? We're on vacation. We can do whatever you guys want to do. But here's the situation. We're going to have to drive a long time on Tuesday because we're, we, we're going to be back on Wednesday. So Monday night, I, I get this idea. Well, you know, we were planning on leaving really early on Tuesday, but I mean, they're not Midwesterners, but we are. So we're going to say we're going to leave at six and say goodbye till 730. Right. And then, you know, you know, get, get out of town late. So we decided to say our goodbyes on Monday evening leave at five o'clock and we drove to Pittsburgh, which was about three hours away. Mm-hmm. And then we drove from Pittsburgh to Minneapolis on Tuesday. Oh man. 900 miles. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so they could go to the mall of America and go to all the stores that we have at West acres. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's not in a four story building. Yeah, that's right. That's true. No, that's not. What, totally. what did you call the mall of America? It's a Midwest treasure. A Midwest, Midwest treasure. treasure. Uh, so we went to Bubba Gump shrimp. Oh, and, I like that place. And and uh, Haley and I went on uh, 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 the SpongeBob. Um, what's the name of the SpongeBob ride? I, I, I think, call, I think I that's probably that's called the SpongeBob yeah, ride. Yeah. The, the Bikini Bottom something. Yeah, together. plunge. Yeah, yeah, Bikini Bottom plunge or something like that. Haley and I went on that. Um, but yeah, then it was a lot of just. We have that store in Fargo, you know. But it was great. It was a good trip. This is a beautiful country, and we were able to see a lot of it. When I pulled into the driveway, uh, when we got home, we had 3,304 miles on the van. Holy moly. Yeah. That was good. (laughs) (laughs) I'd do it again, but I don't think I'll ever get them to go on a road trip in their lives again. I can't believe you drove 15 hours in one day. When you got let go of the steering wheel, was it like... Well, Tab and I, yeah, we took turns driving, but yeah, I mean, either way, you're sitting for a long time. Did you let Eli get behind the wheel? Does Eli drive yet? No, he's actually, he could use some prayers, I think. He's got a permit test. Now I'm I'm calling him out. Sorry, buddy. (laughs) Got a permit (laughs) test on Friday. 
Friday afternoon. So check in next week yep. to find out how it went. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> That's so, it for this episode yeah. of that podcast. <laughs> check in next week. <laughs> so it was good. It was great. And uh, we got all of all of the license plates. We got Wyoming and, and D.C. on the way home, like in Ohio, I think. So, so you won the game. We won the game. We don't ever ever have to play again. And you had nothing to do between Ohio and Fargo. Just That's true. stare out the window and yeah. we were getting nervous. <laughs> we, we were getting nervous. How could we lose? If we would have lost because of Wyoming, I'd have sent a letter to their governor. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? We're two states away, whatever. <laughs> right. Three states away. We can't get a license plate out of you people. Right, right, right. But, but we got Horrible. it. So we're good. <laughs> All right. What about casseroles? Okay. There, there's a distinct difference between a hot dish and a casserole, in my opinion. Okay. Which is the right opinion. <laughs> Rectangle or circle? Nope. Oh. A hot dish is made on the stovetop. So you've got like funeral hot dish, goulash, and that type of stuff. Okay. Hot dish, make it on the stovetop. Casseroles are made in the oven and usually have some type of topping, whether it's bread or potato. Shepherd's pie casserole. Tater tot casserole. Tater tot casserole. Oh, I've cetera. never heard no, of it be see, called I, that. I, I, I hate it's, it. It's so in the much. oven. There's That's goofy. Yeah. Re- wh- wh- I'm intrigued to find out how you educated yourself to this opinion. <laughs> well, is this like pop and soda? Because I didn't cave when we were out east. I called it pop. I didn't care if they looked at me like I had corn growing out of my ears. I'm not buckling to you people. <laughs> No, I think I just got confused because when I came to college, people were like, oh, have you had tater tot hot dish? I was like, sounds disgusting. You're putting tater tots on the <laughs> stovetop? That's gross. This this has and to be a family were, thing, or is this a South Dakota thing? I think it's thing? a South Dakota thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. Is it really? It's a South yeah. Dakota thing. It sounds like duck, duck, gray it duck does. to me. I was yeah. thinking the same thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> when, when you said tater tot casserole, I'm like, that is the first time I've ever heard it called that ever in my life. Well, it's kind of like, I also learned that... um. Sloppy Joe's, I call those barbecues. Well, but yeah. Those, and, there is a oh, yeah. You got in trouble that with that, oh. didn't you? So uh, at Dylan's baptism, we invited his godparents over. <laughs> they are, uh-huh. They're from North Carolina, born in North Carolina. And you had barbecues. Raised in North Carolina. And we said, come on over. We want you to have barbecue. They came over. They were all excited. You know, North Carolina is a barbecue state, right? You're really fired up for ground beef and tomato sauce. And and I'm like, they're 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 like, can't wait to come over for barbecue. Like, okay, cool. They showed up. The look on their, I mean, it it was priceless. I wish I was recording them walking through the door. If I would have put two and two together, when they saw what it was, they're like, oh, you couldn't have even sprung for manwich. Here, they, here we have sloppy joes and potato chips, and they're thinking barbecue, like pulled pork sandwiches yeah. or something like that. And just the look of disappointment, but trying to hide it at the same time oh, yay. was just absolutely priceless. Something I'll never forget. Like, oh, Good. I'm like, and then it dawned on me what was going on. Yeah. They're like, we thought you meant like barbecue, bar, like what? BBQ. These are sloppy joes. I said, this is, this is what we call barbecue. Mm-hmm. What do you call those? Pork sandwiches. <laughs> exactly what it had. Oh, yeah. that's funny. So so disappointing. Yeah. Separated by a common language, I guess. Yep. Yeah. You know, well, you know the the. I'm um, never gonna look at Sarah the same way again, though. Now. <laughs> Knowing that the, she calls it. The United States. <laughs> Tater tot casserole. Tater. The United States, by landmass, is the third largest country in the world. There really? There is this oh. yep. British guy following TikTok. That he just discovered exactly how big the U.S. is compared to the U.K. Mm-hmm. The U.K. is like the size of like Alabama, mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. so he like ha- went through this whole thing of like, what do you mean? And then someone was like, who's going to tell him about Alaska? <laughs> 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 <And> he's like, <laughs> what? Yeah, and he goes through this whole just like meltdown. Well, of that, like what? That's like no a idea lot of how big it was, right? Like the comparison of like a lot of people in. Europe and the UK will go to different countries for vacation. For vaca- it's yeah, like it's, it's the same distance drive. as like going to a mm-hmm. Sioux Falls or a different state or yeah. in the US. Yeah. Yep. At one time, um, the Union of the United States was more like the Union of the European Union, where every state, mm-hmm. every country is distinct. Um, but with, with the Civil War, that basically came to an end. We went mm-hmm. from being these United States to the United States. Mm hmm. 
after the Civil War for yep. good reasons. Yeah. It, you got me thinking about like um, with your TikTok guy. Um, there's this there's this martial arts instructor named Fumio Demura who was the um, he was the stuntman for Mr. Miyagi in the original Karate Kid movies and very well-known martial artist. And he was taught, he was doing kind of this biography on his life and he was talking about coming over to the United States from Japan and traveling up the West Coast doing, doing seminars and discovering just how large the United States is. And mm -hmm. he made this point, he's like, how in the world did we ever think we were going to defeat this country? This place is gigantic. It's huge. So, yeah. Yeah, it goes, uh, it goes Russia, then Canada, then us. Canada is not much bigger than the United States. But what about China? Are we bigger than China? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we're, in we're, in landmass? We we're, we're number three. Yep. Wow. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's no wonder that, you know, you get just what, like 1,500 miles away and they call things different yeah. names. Yeah. We have, like, and that was the other thing you talked about, like, we have six time zones. Yeah. Yeah. They are, yeah. they are, the whole, like, three different countries are all in one time zone over there in the mm -hmm. UK. We have six. Yep. Yeah, we do. That's how we roll. Yep. So from sea to shining yeah. sea, and then some. <laughs> so it was a good vacation. It was fun to be away, and you guys did a magnificent job. It was great having you away, Ryan. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was very quiet. peaceful. Yeah. Uh, Much more sorry. quiet. I felt. I feel more relaxed. No. I, I think what we're saying is we were bored without yeah. you. Yeah. It was fun. So, but. Good now to have you guys I'm, back. Now I'm back. So and, what are we talking about? And we got a question. Oh. We got a question that I uh, I I think was a joke question. And we question. have about seven minutes to answer this question. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> oh, it's we a got, 30 we, minute mark. We got a little time. Okay. So it comes from Enoch. Enoch has sent questions in before. Enoch, thank you for sending these in. And uh, if you would like to send a question in, you can go to uh, thatpodcast.net and submit a question there, or you can go to atonementfargo. Uh, no, atonement.live mm -hmm. and submit a question there. I almost, it has been two weeks. Yeah, you the, can even the, send it to us on Facebook. These are both of the people to ask. Yeah. <laughs> Where do we go? <laughs> Probably more that way. Both of our yeah. communication yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, <laughs> so Enoch sent a question in, and his question is, and Paul's not here to ask, so I will substitute. Where does DJ get his sermon introduction from? Oh, that, excellent question. Yeah, that came uh, because, you know, Paul says the exact same thing every time at the beginning of his message after his little his little uh, uh, introduction. His, his, um, his, yeah. Well, I, this is a good question that has numerous locations, so I'm just going to encourage everyone if you have your Bible on you, to turn to Romans, the book of Romans, chapter 1. I'm going to share something with you. And this is your, introdu your, your introduction, right? Yep. Okay. If you go down to verse 7, after Paul said who he is with the introductions, he has this phrase that he says, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Sound familiar? Yep. Okay, now go to 1 Corinthians. Chapter 1, okay. verse 3. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. Yes. Now go to Galatians. It, it basically, what I'm saying is at the beginning of all of Paul's letters, he says mm -hmm. the same phrase, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ or from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. And so whenever I uh, am preaching, I'll always start the message out there because because if you get nothing else from the message, the job of preaching is to hand over the goods, mm -hmm. as Paul and I like to joke, because one of my professors, that was one of his favorite sayings, your entire job as a preacher is just to hand over the goods. <laughs> Quit talking about stuff and just hand over Jesus. That's what, that's what the people are there for anyway. Um, you're blessing everyone with grace mm -hmm. and peace in the name of the Father and of the Son. And I used to wonder, well, where is the Holy Spirit in all that? The Holy Spirit is in the giving of the grace and the peace. Because if you, in hearing God's grace to you, God's peace to you, and you believe that, that's the Holy Spirit doing that on you. Because mm -hmm. you can't believe it without the Holy Spirit working. Yeah. So the whole message is really a, a blessing right from the get-go. That what you're about to hear is, is coming from God, and it is for you on 
uh, on God's choosing, and it's just sheer blessing. It's sheer grace. It's sheer promise. Yep. Then you get into your message, which often can have instruction. It can have admonition, what we call the law. Um, but all of that is really to point back to that grace and peace that you would be blessed to know that God loves you, that God forgives you, that God has claimed you and his son, and through faith in him, you receive um, a new relationship with God and a new purpose for your life. Yeah. So um, that's I, where that comes from, Enoch, the there, Bible. There you go, Enoch. And and to answer um, his actual, I mean, we're answering the question, but it, it, he asked specifically about Paul mm-hmm. because Paul will always do a little introduction and then he'll do a prayer. And at the end of the prayer, he said, he says, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of uh, all of our hearts is mm-hmm. what is what Paul says, yep. be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer and all God's saints said, amen. He says it at the beginning of all of his sermons. Yep. That comes from Psalm 19 verse 14. Right. So that's where that's where that comes from. How did you decide on your introduction? Did, was it just you know, um, growing up in the church, hearing hearing messages, um, that is something that always stuck with me because what are Paul's letters? But but they're he's preaching, mm-hmm. and so you can't go wrong if it's in the book. Yeah, <laughs> and if you're using it as it's written in the book, you can't go wrong. Right. Uh, so. For me, that just became something that I started to do and have continued to do that at the beginning of every message, grace to you and peace, mm-hmm. is the first thing that I say. Right. Um, and then, then it just kind of gets me where I need to be for, for the rest of the message. I've heard preachers do it. Martin Luther wrote it a lot in his, his sermons that mm-hmm. he would write. Like I, 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 didn't, I never heard Luther live. He's been dead for, you know, 500 years. <laughs> he's in heaven. Um, Just an old uh, family photo album. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but in, in, in many of his writings, he'll, he'll use that because uh, we have collections of his sermons and things like that. Aside, mm-hmm. aside from Jesus Christ, there's no one who's had more things written about him or, or had his words recorded as much as Martin Luther. Mm. So. Cool. Yeah, so grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Yes. And it always ends with the amen. It is true. So even before I preach, you've already gotten the message. Yeah. Cool. So there you go, Enoch. Thanks for the question. Send in some more. We have something to talk about. <laughs> We're nothing without you, Enoch. We're nothing. How do you put together a sermon? Um, well, it's... it's uh, it begins with prayer, mm-hmm. and it begins with the word. So let's say that that I would be preaching this co- upcoming Sunday. Mm-hmm. Let's say I'm preaching on Sunday. Work on the sermon, um, if you're a pastor who's preaching every week, usually begins the Monday following the previous Sunday. And it usually begins with reading scripture. It begins with prayer. If you think about what we do in our, in our staff time on Tuesday, a bit of that is exposition and and preparation for the preacher because whatever is talked about at that Tuesday meeting where we discuss the text is what ends up getting preached on. Okay. So that's where I start. I start there and what follows then is I'll dig into a couple resources pretty consistently. I go back to usually the Greek. Mm -hmm. Um, I use Greek a lot. I use Hebrew less, like I'm, I'm just dangerous enough with Hebrew. I can, <laughs> I can figure out what words they are. I can't read Hebrew fluently anymore. I can read Greek. Okay. Can't speak it, um, but I can read it. So I'm much better with Greek, but I know how to work with Hebrew. Okay. So it's, it's getting into the language. It's getting into the, the translation that we use, the ESV, and getting at the heart of what, what is the, the message in the scripture trying to convey. And then we tie that into, we do sermon series here, so we'll tie, tie that into kind of themes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's, it's working a little bit backwards in that the preparation for the sermon includes, at atonement, putting together questions for people to discuss this, the message. Mm-hmm. And so you can work backwards by, well, what questions would you ask about this text? And oh, as, you, okay. as you write those questions down, you begin to get ideas of, well, what what is this what is this text preaching to? Um, what what concern is it is it aiming at mm-hmm. for the average listener? And that helps you to figure out you know what 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 is God calling me to convey here? Okay. 
Um, I, I read a lot of Martin Luther. He's kind of my go-to theologian. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll read other things as well that are commentaries that may be tied into what is, is the focus in the text. Um, and then for me, the last part is uh, I begin building the slides for ProPresenter. And as I do that, the message begins to take form. Okay. Um, and the way my mind works in the midst of all this, I'm thinking of popular culture, like movies, songs, yeah, <laughs> little clips that I can add into the presentation that I'll give in the message. Mm-hmm. But all of it really comes down to expressing this to everyone. Uh, you and I are sinners in need of a savior. Jesus Christ died for you. Your sins are forgiven in his name. That's the message I give every time I preach. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change. <laughs> <laughs> I got one message. <laughs> it's the one message that really kind of caught my heart on fire when I heard it. Uh-huh. Killed the old sinner and raised the saint. And I wasn't even into, I should say, I didn't hear that clearly until I was in my second year of seminary. Okay. And I grew up in the church. Mm-hmm. But to hear that put succinctly that way in such a way that I realized that, yes, I indeed am a sinner and I need a savior. Yeah. Because most people don't believe that. Right. Most people do not think that they're sinners. And there, there's a misconception that Christians, you know, some people might think that Christians think we're better than everybody. Well, no, actually, to be a Christian is to confess that you are a sinner, that you are broken, and that you need a Savior. Right. That's the starting point. Mm-hmm. Well, then what's left? When, when the terror, this is what we call law and gospel preaching, when the terror of being a sinner hits home, where it's not just, I know I've done something bad, maybe God will forgive me. It's, wait a minute, I've done something bad. I don't deserve to be forgiven. In fact, I deserve God's judgment. When that hits home, then suddenly the gospel really does become good news. Because the gospel says, it's not about what you have done. Because of God's love for you, Jesus Christ has paid the price for you. He's, he's done it all for you. He've died, he's died in your place on your behalf. That then becomes really good news. Mm-hmm. And that's... That's the gospel. That's the message that never gets old, that we need to hear again and again and again. Some some preachers are more expository preachers. Like Pastor Cross is a great teaching pastor, mm-hmm. yeah, a preacher. He will just take you places uh, that you wouldn't expect when he's digging through through a text. Um, I am. I, I would say that I, I'm. I'm a confessing preacher, mm-hmm. and what I mean by that is that. It, it all comes down to getting to the, the absolution, the for you in the text for someone. Um, one's not better than the other. It's just uh, uh, what are our uh, specific gifts and, and what God's put on us to be and to do as, as different preachers. Um, I think that through the word preached, God turns sinners into saints through faith in the word, that it's through the witness of, of the saints and through the word of God, that God creates his kingdom. So for me, preaching, if I hear that my sins are forgiven uh, once in church, that's great. If I hear it during the worship service twice, I'm happy as they come. If I hear it three times, I mean, that's, a, that's the grand slam. That's, <laughs> that's what you're aiming for. If I can hear it in the absolution, if I can hear it in the sacrament, and I can hear it in the sermon, mm-hmm. then, yeah, I, I can take that home. Oh, I really am forgiven. Thank you. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Do you, <clears throat> do you, uh, um, listen to a lot of other preachers? Oh, I forgot. And the last oh. thing you do before you go out to preach is you pray this prayer. Lord, keep my mouth shut. And you do the talking. Yeah. In Jesus name. Amen. <laughs> You've done that with me before. Yep. When, when I did uh, children's message, yep. I was terrified. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, uh, DJ said, well, can I say a prayer with you? Yeah, please. <laughs> Dear God, keep his mouth shut and you do the talking. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Ryan's saying he's going to get some great, like, healing words, something I inspirational. So Ryan gets up there, all you hear in the mic is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's better than his usual. Uh... <laughs> How about you sit there where I make dad noises? <clears throat> <laughs> but that's that. It, ultimately, it's if if what is being said in in the sermon. And this is this is kind of the way Lutherans look at preaching uh, traditionally. 
if something is said in the sermon that hits home to you, it's not because of me. Mm-hmm. It's because of the Holy Spirit. That's what we believe, teach, and confess. Mm-hmm. It is not by my own reasoning or skill that I can come to believe in Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, but it is the Holy Spirit who calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies through the Word of God, which is preached and which is read. Yeah. The biblical scriptures. Yeah. So. Do you ever find people come up to you and be like, that is exactly what I needed to hear today? Yeah. And then you're like, okay. Yeah. You know what's fun? <laughs> what's funny too is like, I can work cool. really hard on a message and it's obviously speaking to me. Uh huh. And I'm like, man, that was, that was really good. And it's just like crickets. Like, like, I don't think anyone, you know, my kids will be like, I'm like, what do you think of the message to my kids? And they've heard like a zillion of my sermons. They're like, yeah. <laughs> I quit listening after about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but then, I'll, uh, you know, when I when I don't think I've had a good sermon, people will come up. I've had this happen. And just like, wow, that was such a great message. That's just what I need to hear. And I think to myself, clearly, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> it has to be. The, it has to be God is working because, yeah. Yeah, yeah because I've had that sitting there before. Like, how did he know? <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's crazy. When I prepare a message, the person that I'm preaching to is me because mm-hmm. I need to hear it too. Yeah. And I'm trying to preach what the scripture says, regardless of what's going on in anyone's life, because it's what people need to hear. Yeah. So it's, it's not, it's not the preacher. It's the word that's doing its work. Right. At least that's what you would hope, hope for. Mm-hmm. And if you hear a preacher talking about themselves, I mean, you have stories, you have anecdotes, but if, if the message is really about themselves and you never hear Jesus name uttered, you're probably not in a church. Um, and I don't say that to denigrate anyone, but I have been in worship spaces where um, the preacher never said the name of Jesus the entire sermon. Mm. And I sat there just kind of going, okay, okay. I, I, I heard a lot of advice. I heard a lot of uh, uh, well-wishing. Wouldn't it be great if we could do this, this, this? But I didn't, I didn't hear Jesus. Mm. So... <laughs> that's the reaction you get it's right the there. It's like, yeah. Uh, that's funny. I just, I, I thought of that question when I saw Enoch's question, like what goes into a sermon, you know, like hopefully Jesus and a lot of Jesus. <laughs> do you go up and practice? What's that? Do you practice? Do you get in front of the mirror and be like, Early on, I did. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, when I preach now, much of it is, I, I think there's a there's a growing curve in in the amount of years that you do this. And I've been in before coming to atonement, where it's interesting. I, being part of a team, I preach much less than I did beforehand. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two previous churches that I was in for the last ten years, I was preaching two, if not three, unique sermons every week. So. Because we had Sunday worship and we also had Wednesday evening worship, mm. and it was two different. We we were doing what's called the Revised Common Lectionary on Sunday mornings, which is a three year study of the Bible. It goes through most of the Bible, but on Wednesday nights, I was doing a one year shot called the Narrative Lectionary, which goes from Genesis to Revel, uh, Genesis through Acts, every year. Oh, okay. And it's just the overview narrative of the entire story of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, here we do sermon series, so we don't do the lectionary stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I was writing and preaching two, if not three, unique sermons every week. Wow. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. So in my first call, I went from probably uh, the first two or three months writing transcripts out because I was, I was the associate pastor and we had a senior pastor, pastor, so I preached maybe once or twice a month at the most, but usually it was about once a month. So I would write everything out, mm-hmm. and and you put a lot of exposition into that. As I've gone through the entire narrative of the Bible over and over and over again, I can, I know where to go often. Mm-hmm. So I'll dig into the text. I'll do I'll do my my work on it. But then when I get up to preach, I don't have anything written down. I went from from having transcripts to then moving to just having notes on like a, like a flashcard, like what they teach you in, in debate class or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And you're three speaking. by five. Yeah. The, the baseball step, first point, yeah. second mm-hmm. point, third point back home. Yep. Um, I did that for maybe about six months. And then at some point I just started taking, we had bulletins in my first call. So I would write a couple notes on the back of the bulletin. Mm-hmm. And I did that for about six months. And after that, I just, 
said, I'm going to go, go without nothing. Sometimes I'll write little notes of things that I really want to remember. Mm-hmm. And then off you go. What we do here at Atonement is because we use presentations, which is actually really fun, it's helped me focus more of the messages that I give because I can go from point to point to point in those slides. Mm-hmm. Um, but do I have it all written out? No, not anymore. I don't, uh, not that way. It's, it's in here and it, it's going to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, I know where I'm going. I don't know necessarily exactly how many detours I'm going to take before I get there, <laughs> but I know where I'm going and I know where I'm going to end up. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. Cool. Got any questions? How do you decide like what media pieces? Because I remember when I worked here, it was a lot of princess brides. How do, yes. you, how do you choose which bits and pieces well, it's, go into enhance it? It's always the princess bride. And if he can't find anything there, then he goes to, to, uh, other 80s movies. Oh, exactly. It's okay. pretty much the 80s genre. <laughs> at, at, John Hughes, Google. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, you know, uh, uh, that's what makes YouTube such a great source is you can do a search for pretty much anything <laughs> and it'll pull up. There are a few things that I've looked for that are kind of obscure that you can't find. Like there was an, this old movie called Johnny Dangerously where this guy keeps getting hit in the head with newspapers. And first he's like blind and you guys ever seen this movie? No. Oh. I've, heard, I've heard of it, but I, I okay. haven't seen it. It's uh, it's an old Michael Keaton movie. Anyway, uh, this, and it's a, it's like a spoof on, on mob mobsters. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a comedy, but so this guy is a newspaper guy in the, in the twenties or thirties and he keeps getting hit on the head with these newspapers as they get thrown out the truck. And the first time he's like, he's blind. And all of a sudden I can see, I can see, Hey buddy. You okay? What? Oh no, now I can't hear. <laughs> And it happens two or three times by the third one. He's like, I can see, I can hear, but who am I? <laughs> and I could not find that clip because I wanted to use that for, for a message that, mm-hmm. you know, getting bonked on the head. I can see, I can hear, but who am I? Um, I will, depending on what the text is, as I'm working with it, there will be like, like different ideas of movies or songs or TV show mm-hmm. clips that will come to me and then I'll search them out and, and use them. And Princess Bride is great because it's just a bit of that is my, just my humor. <laughs> um, but, and there's so many, so many little clips of the Princess Bride that have these one liners that are in our culture mm-hmm. that you can use and they're clean. That's the other thing too. I mean, <laughs> it's finding things that you can you can share in church that isn't going to completely offend everybody. Right. So, does that answer your question? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I had the blessing of of Clarissa Enoch's sister, who we heard from earlier, to always use Princess Bride because it's her favorite movie <laughs> of all time. In fact, when I didn't when I did a message and I didn't have a Christmas Bride uh, uh, Christmas Bride a Princess Bride clip in it, I got a good talking to. Oh, really? Yes. By wow. Clarissa. Yeah. She's like, you could use this one, this one, this one. I said, oh. I used 75% of the movie. Might as well round off, get the other 25%. For those who haven't seen it, now you have. That's yeah. right. That is funny. Yeah. And I will not say anything negative about The Princess Bride. Because I will hear from Clarissa yes. if I do so. You're a smart man. <laughs> You're a good man, Charlie Brown. Yep. Yes. All right. What else we got? Anything? That it? What, are, what are we talking about next week? Got any spoilers you want to give away to the listeners we'll probably figure that out when we sit down next week (laughs) all right (laughs) love how we work here at that podcast no i gotta peel back the curtain yep (laughs) no one wants to see how the sausage is yeah no break down the fourth wall yeah that's true well she brought it up yeah right i was just asking (laughs) no i got nothing i have no send in some questions and we'll have Mm -hmm. something to talk about yeah Uh, it's it's summertime and who knows what next week is going to bring have you felt like that i mean one we were talking about it didn't feel like summer's even happened yet but it's been one thing after another Mm -hmm. with covid and Mm -hmm. fires and earthquake in haiti and and Mm -hmm. and the drought here it just it seems like it's hard to plan what we're going to do next week (laughs) because may not be here next week (laughs) well that's even i went to check the weather this week because they check it once a week it's like still gonna be 95 like oh. last week I, really there was like two days week. of 75 and like 40 at night i was like oh it's beautiful fall's coming something new you're so young nope. sarah i check the weather like 15 times yep. a day oh. yep. i get it in the morning because it's part of my like Alexa i get that routine. too yeah and every time i wake up i'm like oh look it looks kind of fallish and then she's like, like it's with the high of 97 like excuse me right right <laughs> you not look yeah. out my window little birds are combusting in midair yeah. as they fly yeah. along just that, that was so funny. I checked the weather once a week. When I worked for the city on the street department, I would check it at 
five o'clock, mm-hmm. at five thirty, at six o'clock. Check uh, KVRR at nine o'clock, and then back. If you got to uh, uh, KVLY and you watched their weather, you could quick switch over before the ten day forecast and catch uh, uh, WDAY's forecast. Yes. And get them both. So, yeah, I'd, I'd get that. And then in the morning, I'd wake up and watch it at 5 or whatever. So have you noticed this? And I know you wouldn't catch this if you only look once a week. But if you do that that often, mm-hmm. the 10-day forecast is pointless. There's no yeah. reason for it because yeah. there's no way it ever gets to what was predicted. It's just there to fill time. Yeah. 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 I'm just saying. It's, just, it's, it, a, it's a good guess. I, we, we, can, we can predict the weather, I think, up to like maybe six hours max. Mm-hmm. And we can guesstimate as to what where it's going to be, but it's never, you know. You look now, you look six hours later. It's not totally you can, different. You can mark it off, and it'll it'll be close, but it's usually, yeah, pointless. It is. Yep, that's true. I won't offend our friends at Farmers Almanac. We'll just continue on. <laughs> well, and for folks here who don't, um, who aren't in North North Dakota, uh-huh. um, they like in Arizona. Mm-hmm. What's it's the weather be like? It's going to be hot, hot and sunny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty much how it is everywhere else in the country except here. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is big news. The weather yeah. is important to, could, to keep track of. Two weeks could snow. Yeah. Never know. It did so. last year? It snowed in October. It did early in October, and then it didn't come mm-hmm. back for like two months. <laughs> right. Yep. So, all right, that's it. I think that's all we got. We're that's talking about got. the weather. That's right. that's old. <laughs> yep. You want to so talk you about know, old man? It's going to be like, all right, <laughs> hit the legs. Time about time, I guess, to hit the road. I suppose we better go. Yep. Oh. <laughs> As we sit here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that all could right. be a whole podcast, just Midwest And I'm going to be standing over there with my mm-hmm. hand mm-hmm. on the door. Right. Door open halfway out. <laughs> like, uh-huh. <laughs> all right. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time. Lord, thank you for uh, uh, the crew that we have here. Um, I, I uh, thank you for the time that I was able to spend away um, just driving around and enjoying the beautiful country that you put here for us. Uh, Lord, I pray um, for the people of Haiti, um, for the people of Afghanistan. Lord, I pray that you would um, show your presence, that you would um, bring bring healing where healing is needed. And um, uh, be with those people, Lord. Uh, God, I thank you for um, uh, Sarah and Pastor DJ and Dana um, and the work they do here. Um, and I, I appreciate them as uh, friends and coworkers, Lord. God, I pray for the people listening that they would be blessed by what they hear and um, just show your presence, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, if you are looking for a place to check out uh, um, a service this weekend, you can uh, find us at 9 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. every Sunday on YouTube, atonement.live or atonementfargo.org, and you can find all of our past materials, whether you want to watch a Revelation Bible study, a service, a message, or that podcast. You can also go to YouTube and search Atonement Fargo, so... For Sarah DeYoung and Pastor DJ Lura and Dana Mashevsky. My name is Ryan Janke. You can join us next week for a riveting episode of that podcast. I was going to mute you. Was that quiet enough? Was that quiet enough? I was ready to mute you, man.